A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. If you have not been paying attention, the battle continues between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. But in this conversation, we want to focus in specifically on the latest developments regarding Canada and trying to commit to what I'd call an open dairy market. Shauna Morris is along with us. She's one of the trade specialists with the National Milk Producers Federation. You know, I started my conversation with you, Shauna, about thinking just about the time we feel like we might be getting somewhere on, you know, equal footing with Canada, they throw something at us that jars us. And that's kind of what's been happening lately with their latest proposed modification. Explain for my Wisconsin dairy farmers, what in the world's still going on? <laughs> well, unfortunately, what's going on is more the same from the Canadian side. Uh, now, I like our counterparts in Canada. They are very nice people, but they are also very shady at dairy trade issues. And every time we turn around... Uh, there is a new effort to just, you know, not follow through on what the deal was. And that's the problem here in this case. Uh, specifically, the latest proposal or the latest uh, statement issued by Canada this week was that they're going to make only cosmetic changes to how they dole out the ability to export product into their market, dairy products specifically. Their old system had left the vast majority of the access for our exporters to ship products to Canada in the hands of our competitors up there, Canadian dairy processing companies. Uh, the new proposal will result in essentially the same outcome. Uh, we've been pushing for expanding the pool, letting anybody that wants to bring in product in the Canadian food and ag sector, you know, retailers, food service companies, have a crack at it. But Canada's firmly resisted that and continued to insist that they want to make sure this is a windfall for their processing sector instead. No surprise there. Help people better understand, get their arms around the volume of business potentially we're talking about here, Shauna, for the United States. Or to your point, trying to give them that olive branch of letting anybody in. What size market are we talking about here? That's a good question. Uh, the U.S. International Trade Commission actually analyzed how big is the opportunity here uh, back when USMCA was negotiated a few years ago. They pegged it at upwards of an additional $200 plus million dollars a year, 230 or so, uh, when the agreement's implemented. That's assuming, though, that it's fully implemented and implemented in the, good, in the way it should be, basically. And unfortunately, we're far short of that right now. You know, normally their actions are driven by fear, fear of specific segments of their dairy sector. Dive a little deeper for me, Shauna. Read behind the lines. What area specifically are they really trying to protect? For example, here in Wisconsin, are they fearful we're really going to drive in cheese, for example? What are they really trying to protect? Cheese is one big slice of it. Absolutely, because we've been eager to get access for a lot of the really fantastic cheeses that Wisconsin makes in particular into Canadian shelves uh, versus only the type of product that might go through Canadian processing plants. We want to make sure Canadian consumers see the benefit of this agreement, and a key part of that is being able to buy Wisconsin cheeses in bigger variety and bigger quantities. Um, but it's not only cheese. Uh, the access under the deal includes a number of other dairy products, too. But anytime you're cutting off your customers and saying, okay, you have a very small shopping pool 
of who's even allowed to buy your product in Canada, well, that's going to drive down prices and, and mean that it's not going to be as valuable. Ultimately, obviously, that trickles back to the farmer side on our uh, side of the border. So I'm going to try to sound compassionate here, Shauna. Am I missing something? Did Canadian dairy industry leaders or the industry as a whole suffer some uh, terrible situation, say, for the, during the pandemic that they've not yet recovered from? I mean, is there something I'm missing as to why they continue to do this sidestep? They continue to do this sidestep because it's the game in Canada. And until somebody holds them accountable, that's how the politics work up there. But look, I work for dairy farmers here, too. I certainly understand, uh, you know, the Canadian sensitivity to wanting to make sure that they have a view on what's good for their industry. But that needs to make sure it's still compliant with the deal. There was an agreement the same way that you, we have lots of agreements, uh, trade agreements with other countries, and Canada needs to hold up its end of the bargain. We're not talking about open trade. We're not talking about zero tariffs for all dairy products here. We're talking about certain amounts up to a ceiling, and then those really high Canadian tariffs kick right back in. So it's not uncontrolled trade, and it wouldn't be disastrous for Canada to live up to its agreement under the USMCA. Shauna Morris, along with us, uh, one of our trade folks with the National Milk Producers Federation. So help us walk through the gauntlet of what happens next then, Shauna. I think that, quite frankly, and maybe you do too, my Wisconsin dairy farmers get blurry-eyed when they try to follow the beginning of the policy, then all of the renegotiations and these kinds of proposals that we hope end up by the wayside. Give me a little calendar, projections. Where do we, what's going to happen next or what could happen next? Yeah, Well, I'll say what we hope will happen next and what we're pushing to try to make sure happens next. Um, The ball is really now in the U.S. government's court. You know, Canada's played its cards. It's shown what it's prepared to do and not do. And the question now is, how does the U.S. government react? You know, we've seen some encouraging statements from USDA Secretary Vilsack and the U.S. Trade Representative Ambassador Tai making clear that this isn't going to cut it in their view. But we need to translate those strong statements into action. And what that really means is the U.S. needs to get moving with the process of using uh, retaliatory tariffs to show Canada we don't agree. Uh, We're going to impose some pain on your side of the border until you shape up and do what you need to do. And with those... Would those uh, retaliatory tariffs really have a bite to them, Shauna? I think that uh, sometimes Wisconsin agriculture, U.S. agriculture, feels like they get thrown under the bus when there's bigger product categories. You mentioned that they had surveyed, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $2 million perhaps in this instance, but that we sometimes get sold down the river because we don't have enough volume. Help us understand that. You can craft those tariffs in ways that are more targeted. Uh, so over 200 million, I think it's around 230 some million was what I mentioned the U.S. government had estimated mm-hmm. the potential gains to be from the agreement. Um, look, we'd want to be working closely with the administration to figure out how do you target these products in mm-hmm. ways that are most likely to drive change on the Canadian side. The picture you just painted is exactly spot on, and that's the message we've conveyed in Washington, too. Look, right now we're talking dairy products and dairy trade with Canada, but really this is about whether other countries can get away with just dismissing their obligations to the U.S. That's important, frankly, for all sorts of farmers 
and even other sectors beyond agriculture that count on our trade deals being adhered to. Boy, for sure. Again, if you're just joining us, Shauna Morris, she's one of the staff members that's doing the international legwork for a lot of dairy producers, dairy cooperatives across the United States through the National Milk Producers Federation. Now, obviously, Shauna, a lot of our Wisconsin representatives, senators have been engaged in this conversation, but really the grassroots side of things are the farmers and our cheese plants that could be impacted. What do you suggest they do? Does their voice matter? It absolutely does, and I think we see that time and again. Um, you know, I know a number of our companies and, and farmers have already weighed in with their representatives in Washington, uh, their senators on this, about the importance of the issue and follow-through. Uh, if you haven't already, I'd just put out the plea to your listeners that it certainly is helpful to do that. Like you mentioned, there are a number of supporters we've been working with in Congress on this. But it's always helpful for them to hear for reinforcement that they're on the right path to continue to make this a priority every time they're talking to the administration to try to push them in the right direction on this. Well, we appreciate the time. It's going to be an ongoing conversation. You can guess that Shauna Morris, again, as we said, one of the international folks doing the legwork, keeping an eye on the details in these kinds of conversations that could mean big access opportunities for U.S. agriculture, let alone Wisconsin agriculture, if we can just get some uh, fair conversation started. Now, remember, National Milk Producers Federation is happy to keep you posted on these actions. Uh, they've got regular email updates. They've got a great newsletter that you can subscribe to. Go to their website, National Milk Producers Federation, easy, nmpf.org. Just take a look around. And, of course, I'll post the information on our website as well. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.